who do you think will be our next first-time winner this season? And we'll talk a little bit about the Firekeepers Casino 400 this weekend at Michigan. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Stage Break. number 19 is underway again my name is josh and you're listening to the stage break podcast if this is your first time listening welcome into the show i'm glad you're here hope you enjoy what we have lined up for you on today's show well i'm going to do something a little bit different uh this week first of all before i even get into that apologize for the last uh couple weeks at least where we've missed some episodes. Again, Caleb uh, from Bottom Shelf Diecast filled in for me for one of those episodes, and then we just couldn't get the next couple out for vacation reasons, and uh, just wasn't in uh, in the in the cards to to get out there. So apologize for that. But I'm hoping to be able to put out an episode each week for the rest of the season. So we'll see how well that goes, and that is the goal. But uh, we're getting back after it to, on today's show. Again, as I was just started out saying, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Normally, I've got a pretty extensive uh, set of notes that I go on and, and has all the content that I want to talk about and all the facts I want to say. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I've got just one page of notes, a very, very small amount of notes in comparison to the previous 17 episodes that I've done. So we're going to see how it goes. I'm not sure if it's going to be any longer or shorter. Uh, hopefully not longer, right? But uh, maybe shorter, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, and then maybe it'll just have a different dynamic for the show. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go yet, but we'll give it a try and see if it changes uh, some of the dynamic of the podcast. Maybe it'll be better, who knows. Just wanted to uh, let everybody know, again, if you haven't followed the Stage Break podcast on social media, you can do so. I'm on Instagram as well as Facebook. Uh, but primarily I'm on Instagram posting stuff there. So at the Stage Break Podcast is uh, what you can type in to find me. Uh, feel free to give me a follow and uh, would appreciate that. You, you'll If I post, um, you know, cool stories or, you know, show announcements, it typically goes there. And then if I can share that also to my Facebook page, it, it kind of as a dual thing, I'll do that. So uh, if you don't have an Instagram but have Facebook and want to check it out there, you can do the same thing. It's I think you can just search for the Stage Break Podcast. And then uh, also we have the website, thestagebreakpodcast.com. Uh, go go check that out. There's not really anything too crazy there. You can uh, On the homepage, you can see the latest episode that's been published as well as some of our more recent uh, social media posts on that homepage. There's a little bit of information about the show and... Uh, if you want to submit a question for me to answer on the show, there, if there's something that you're curious about that goes on in NASCAR, or just uh, you know you want my opinion about some you know dealing with NASCAR, feel free to to go there and hit the submit a question button and uh, fill that out. I'd be glad uh, and more than more than glad to address any questions or ideas that you have. Um, also, you can you can use that, but there's another contact form on the about page if 
you have uh, some input or thoughts or whatever, um, want to want to shoot me an email, you can do that there as well. So the to address the main subject for today's episode, who do you think will be the next first-time winner of the season? So to clarify why I have the names that I have on my list, I'm not saying first-time ever. I'm saying uh, first-time winner for the 2023 season. So that could be someone who's won in a previous season or multiple previous seasons. Uh, but uh, we've obviously only have, I think I think the number, if I remember right, is somewhere around 13 winners so far. That And, you know, don't quote me on that. I, I didn't count them up before the show. But we've got a decent list of winners and obviously some repeats. You know, the, the biggest one I think is William Byron. I think he's at four wins now. And uh, you've got a number of drivers, uh, two or three drivers at three wins, and um, a lot of drivers with just a single win of the season. So the question is, who's going to break through and, and get their first win of the season? And I, I really just pulled, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of, if, if you only have 10 to 15 drivers that currently have a win, then you've got 25 drivers that don't. So the likelihood is... Uh, that uh, maybe one of those guys are going to get a breakthrough and, and get a win, and there's a lot of options to pull from. Obviously, the the majority of the field doesn't have a win, so uh, there's there's a lot of different people I could pick on and uh, you know argue and you know say that this person should get a win or I think this person's going to get a win. But what I did is I went to the uh, the four drivers that are currently above the playoff bubble, uh, which do not have a win. So. Uh, I, I, interestingly enough, I think Kevin Harvick has more points than Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the list. If you go to the NASCAR app and you look at the current standings, Kevin Harvick is above Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who has the Daytona 500 win for this season. But uh, I guess Kevin Harvick uh, still ranks above him, even though he doesn't have a win, which is kind of interesting to me. But uh, anyway, so you look at the list there. There's Kevin Harvick. Um, and, oh, man, I'm going to butcher it now. Let me... Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. There's, I don't know, I want, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, there's, uh, see, we've got the playoff bubble here. There's Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, and Michael McDowell, uh, the four drivers that are currently in the playoffs on points, but do not have a win. So, you know, right below the cutoff line, currently as it sits, you've got Ty Gibbs in 17th, AJ Allmendinger, Daniel Suarez, Chase Elliott in 20th. Alex Bowman, Austin Sendrick, Justin Haley, Eric Amarola, Ryan Priest in 25th. Um, you know, from 25th on back, I think you could probably just uh, equate the the chances there. But you've got some of those in the top 25 from 17th to 25th that you could argue uh, for, that they'll, they could get a win. They've shown that they can win in the past, or uh, maybe you've seen some little glimmers of hope here and there for some of those drivers. But... When you look at those that currently have wins, I mean they're the heavy hitters of NASCAR. You've you know obviously Martin Truex Jr., William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, uh, you know Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, uh, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, and you know Chris Busher, who uh, won last week at Richmond, did a good job there. Glad that they were able to get the win. Um, but they, they uh, Chris Busher, my understanding is, has the best average finishing position of the entire season. I think I heard it was like 16th place. At, or no, that wait, 16th I think was his worst finish. 
So, uh, you know, he's got a really good average finishing position uh, over in the season overall. Uh, but then you look at these other guys, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell. Those are the four people above the cut line right now that do not have a win. So, you know, I could go down and say Chase Elliott could get a win or, um, you know, Alex Bowman, who's proved himself, Daniel Suarez, who got a win last season. I'm just not going to do that because I think the fact that these four drivers that are currently above the cutoff line are there because they've shown the most consistency, right? That's how the points work. They, they've gotten the best finishes overall and have earned the points to be above the cut line, which means the closer you finish towards the front each race, the more likely you are to break through and get a win. Obviously, you can get the one-off kind of thing where maybe Corey LaJoy wins a Atlanta or a Super Speedway, uh, something like that, but I'm thinking that you know these guys that have shown some consistency and speed, that's going to pay off eventually. And so I think that's where the likelihood sits, is on one of these four drivers. So which of these four drivers is my pick? Well, I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski. And I'm not just jumping on the RFK wagon because Chris Buescher got a win last week. I just, I've seen Brad Keselowski, I'm, both, both RFK cars, seen more consistency, more competitiveness out of that team than we have in a long time. And since Brad's gotten there and, and joined the ownership role in the team, uh, we've seen just steps in the right direction and growth, um, You know, better finishing positions, more competitiveness. And the nice thing, too, for from a manufacturer standpoint is you know Ford started out with such a big disadvantage as it seemed when you just looked at the finishes. Um, and obviously wins, I, I believe that this is last week's win for Chris Buescher was only the second Ford win of the season. Uh, you had Joey Logano earlier, and I believe now this is the second. So out of all the races we've done this season, only two of them have been won by a Ford. So from a from a Ford perspective, they've been improving overall just as a manufacturer. But you've seen kind of uh, which team, which Ford team has kind of risen to the top I think RFK is up there Stuart Haas racing maybe a little bit you know we saw some good finishes from them uh, at Richmond also Uh, but I think RFK in general has been more consistent so I'm I'm gonna go with Brad Keselowski I'm gonna say that he's gonna be the uh, the next first time driver this season and obviously as I as I mentioned before that's overlooking some other guys, that's overlooking a former NASCAR champion and Chase Elliott and, uh, you know, Alex Bowman, uh, A.J. Allmendinger. Those guys are in the position that they're, well, Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman, especially Chase Elliott, are in the position that they're in because of the missed races that they had. Now, obviously, they haven't won a race yet, which would kind of fix the points issue altogether. But when you look at the averaging finishing position as well as just the overall point standings, uh, they, they just haven't been able to put the races together to be able to point their way in. And, and Chase had uh, his hands tied behind his back because he was in the Miss May races because of the injury, and Alex Bowman a little bit of that. But uh, you just these guys that you normally would expect to be in, and you would say, oh, for sure, one of those guys are going to get at least one win this season. Well, I'm not sure they are. I just haven't seen the enough reason for me to pick their name over someone like Brad Keselowski or, um, you know, Bubba Dubs, you know, uh, Bubba Wallace is, you know, I like to call him Bubba Dubs. That's kind of fun for me. Yeah. Just, uh, or, you know, the Toyotas are, you know, 
even Michael McDowell has seen some shining moments and um, that I, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, he came out and ran well and got a win some point this season. Obviously, Kevin Harvick, you know, just a strong competitor. I just, I think these four guys that are currently above the cutoff line have the, the most potential to roll over and get a win in one of these races. And I think from the consistency of RFK racing and, and the organization as a whole, I think Brad's going to be the next one to do that. Do I think that's going to be this weekend at Michigan? Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later um, here in just a moment when we uh, talk about the Michigan race. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and spoil it because it's literally not going to be but maybe a minute away. I don't think it's going to be Brad next week. I've got another name written down for Michigan. But um, I think next week's going to be a repeat winner, or this week at, at Michigan. I think it's going to be a repeat winner. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I just think the chances are better for a repeat winner, but I think that there will be uh, more on the winner's list before the season is over. Maybe before the playoffs start, probably before the playoffs start, honestly. But uh, for sure, before the season is over, I think we're going to have some names on that list, the winner's list that are currently not on the list right now. So let's go and, and talk about this weekend's race, the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan. Uh, the, the stages break down this way. The first stage is 45 laps. The second stage, I believe, is 75 laps, ends at lap 120. And then there's an 80-lap final stage, stage three, with a race ending at lap 200. Uh, from my understanding, I did some brainstorming right before I started the show, just trying to think through, you know, fuel strategies, uh, where what that'll be. I think they'll probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 40 to, to 50 laps on a, on a tank of fuel, maybe maybe closer to 50, uh, if I my, if my memory serves me right. But all that being said, um, I, I'm not actually probably less than that. I, I, what would that be? Basically, I think they're going to average about four to five miles per gallon. The first stage is 90 miles. So my point is this. Uh, I, I think that everybody's going to have to stop for fuel. Like if everything goes green, I think there's going to be fuel stops in every single stage. It's not like the first stage is just a, you know, a race to the, the green-white checker. Uh, I, I think every stage is going to have some pit strategy involved. Now, uh, obviously, if a caution comes out, for, forget that. Everyone's going to come in whenever there's a caution and at least get fuel, uh, probably get tires. But uh, nonetheless, there's there's not just a one-sided strategy to to get to the the stage win based off of track position alone. There's going to be some pit strategy involved as well uh, because I think everyone's going to have to get fuel. So that's the dynamic there. And obviously for stages two and three, they definitely will have to come in and get fuel. Again, whether through uh, as a result of a caution and uh, you know a whole field takes a pit stop or uh, during a green flag and the whole field cycles through, whichever, uh, fuel is going to be a strategy for sure. I enjoy the blend of Michigan. It's kind of a blend between the intermediate tracks, the mile-and-a-half tracks, and uh, the super speedways. Obviously, it's a two-mile track. Intermediate's typically a mile-and-a-half, and and then the super speedways are two-and-a-half, 2.6, somewhere in there, depending on which one you're talking about. So it kind of has a little bit of a mixture of both. It's got the uh, the the super wide corners, you know, kind of like Auto Club a little bit, and in, in that uh, you can have about four or five different racing lines uh, around the track. 
Um, but then you've got uh, the, the high speeds. So aerodynamics play a huge role, obviously. So there's going to be lots of drafting, um, side drafting even, that, that can, you can get up on that car and, and, and use that side draft to um, pull yourself around, uh, at least well the drivers can. Uh, fuel strategy is going to be huge, especially because if you're the first car punching a hole in the air, you're going to burn a lot more fuel than the third or fourth or fifth guy in line. So the, if, if they are bunched up and packed up a little bit, you're going to see some guys that are going to take advantage of that and be content with riding in fifth place. Uh, maybe maybe when the, the race gets down to the end, if it, if it goes more green than not, you might have a fuel strategy win to see if someone can stretch it out and, and get, get, the, get the win based off of a, off a fuel strategy alone and be able to stay out longer than anyone else. Uh, tire wear is going to be a big deal because, you know, it's such a high-speed track. I, I think I think they're going to wear out. And so if you can't maintain the lap times, then uh, you're going to be able to – you're not going to be able to, to keep up with the guys in front, maybe not even stick with the pack. You know, if you if you lose the pack for sure, if you lose that draft, that I'm sure is going to exist. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of different dynamics that I think we'll see this weekend at Michigan. So – who do I think will be strong contenders to win this week? I think I'm going to look for someone from the Toyota camp to get the win here at Michigan. Toyota's been really strong at this style of track. I think you're going to see uh, Toyotas at least do well, but my prediction is that a Toyota driver is going to get the win. So which Toyota driver? I mean, there's a lot of good names we could throw out from the Toyota camp. You could consider Tyler Reddick. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell. I mean, there's only six drivers, right? So I'm, I guess I could just name all of them. Um, Ty Gibbs, that would be an interesting one. You know, rookie this season, but has shown a lot of discipline to run well and get some good finishes for that 54 team. Um, uh, Bubba Dubs is, again, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't call him that. I don't know. Bubba Wallace, maybe, you know, he, he he's a guy that uh, has shown some some uh, promise here and there, although maybe just not consistently. So, but either way, I think a t- you could probably pick any Toyota team, and and again argue that they are going to be in contention for the win this week. The one I'm going to pick though is Martin Truex Jr. I think that he has the potential to do well because he's got a lot of confidence this season. He's won, was it three times now, this season, and he knows how to run up against the wall of a track, and I'm thinking that that's a dynamic that may come into play this weekend. Uh, as tires wear out, lap times tend to be better whenever you can use that little cushion of air against the wall, and I think Michigan could be a place for that. Not always. It depends on the setup of the car. Some teams bring a car that's built for running the bottom. Some teams bring a car that's built for the top, whatever. Um, so it's not a guarantee per se, but I think that's going to play a factor, uh, just because you can't, you can't recreate grip. So when grip goes away, cars usually move up. And I think that's going to happen, uh, this weekend. And so from the list of drivers that, uh, know how to do that and to do that well, uh, from the Toyota camp, Martin Truex Jr. is just the name that comes to my mind. So, He's my pick. I'm going to go ahead and call it now and just say that uh, Martin Truex Jr. is going to be your winner this weekend. And if I'm right, you know, shoot me a high five or something. Who knows? But I'm going to say that he's uh, he's the guy that's going to get it done. 
Uh, if not him, I think it's probably just going to be uh, someone else from the Toyota camp. If if not, I would be pleasantly surprised. I, I would love for uh, some other other manufacturers and, and brands and teams to to do well. Um, but uh, either way, MTJ is my pick. So what did you think about this format for the show? Obviously, as I mentioned in the beginning, I didn't have very many notes, so it's kind of like flying by the seat of my pants a little bit. Just had a, a couple of things jotted down, but what did you think about this off-the-cuff method? Is that something better, something more enjoyable, more conversational? Or did you like the little bit more structured version better? Feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook or to send a, a comment or a message over uh, from the website. Whichever one, I'd appreciate the input. I'd love to make the show better and more enjoyable for you to listen to. Uh, so if you got any feedback, good or bad, or uh, any any ideas or comments on the structure of the show, I'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, feel free to reach out whatever way is most convenient for you. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Stage Break. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and share the show with someone or even share it on your own social profiles. Have a great weekend, enjoy the race at Michigan, and we'll catch you at the next stage break.